and welcome to another thrill-packed episode of Superman Movie Minute, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can flies 1978's Superman the Movie, five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Franklin, and joining me on this journey through time and space is... Rob Kelly. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Uh, everything is just great. Before we even get into that, I have to say punch buggy before I have to get that in before we get to the rest of it. <laughs> Nice, nice. And joining Rob and I, you just heard him laugh, uh, once more is the man who wins the lottery in the How I First Saw Superman the Movie category. True true that. By by a country mile. It's Mr. Bob Fisher. It's hard to beat seeing it. Jimmy and Amy Carter, Bob. How how you doing, Bob? Welcome back. I am doing well, thank you. This is great. I am, you know, so thrilled to be back here talking about our favorite movie. This is... uh, and we got a good scene to talk about tonight, so I'm thrilled. I'm just oh, absolutely yes. thrilled. Yeah, this yeah. is great. And yes. and it was kind of cool. I'll say it again. Yes, it was cool. <laughs> See, it, opening night in Washington, D.C. with the president and all listen the police to, and all Listen to Bob underplaying it. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was all right. It's not a big, it's not a huge deal. Eh, you know, whatever. Well, it was kind of hard, actually, to hear it with all the people cheering in the audience. Oh, shut up. Oh, my God. What's the matter with you? My diamond shoes are too tight. Oh, my God. Come on. Oh, yes. As anybody knows who listened to the episode following your your first guest spot where you told us that Rob and I were still gobsmacked by it. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, just been around a while. That's <laughs> well, our segment this week begins with Lex's man-made earthquake causing the support wires to snap on the Golden Gate Bridge, and it ends with floodwaters from the dam pounding a rather noticeable model town. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say, but we'll get into that. Uh, so, this segment is full Irwin Allen movie, right, guys? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, Bob. Now, Bob, you 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 are a bit older than Rob and I, so I so so when the Irwin Allen movies were in their heyday, I imagine you were you experienced experienced them in the theater, or at least they were coming out while. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, I saw them in real time, as they say. Right. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I I I love your reference. I'm surprised you know it, but uh, <laughs> but geeks, I guess you know, geeks don't really have eras, so to speak. Er, you know, times. Sometimes geeks geeks will just say, "What? 1932? Yeah, I saw that. What's your problem?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're, we're down with like Universal monster movies, we can definitely be down with uh, you know seventies Irwin Allen movies. So, oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Saw them in the drive-in too. They were really popular in the drive-in. Oh, uh, drive-in! By the way, for your younger people, do they still have drive-ins around? I don't know if mm-hmm. there are, but oh yeah, there's could, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Because they were yeah. cool. I used to love to go to the drive-ins and uh, you know pack a car full of people and. Uh, put those speakers inside your car. It was just so much fun. First movie things. I ever went to uh, was when I was five years old. My parents took me to see The Omen at a drive-in. Wow. <laughs> True story. The Omen at five. True story. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Richard Donner movie. Richard hey. Donner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to setting the, setting the template for my life. I saw a Richard Donner movie at five years old. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we went to the drive-in. There's a drive-in like in the next town over from us, and it's uh, it's pretty nice. And and uh, we went there last year and uh, saw Wonder Woman for like time number two or three. I can't oh, remember wow. which one, but oh good, yeah, that, good. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. The only bad thing we... is, I was gonna say the only bad thing is is be careful if you go to the drive-in nowadays because a lot of a lot of places have gotten rid of those speakers and they just have like you know you tune in your radio to uh, a certain right. station. Uh, right. Watch that you don't run down your car battery. That's all I'll yeah. say. <laughs> well, those speakers used to be funny because at the end of the movie, you could just hear it as people were pulling out, ripping those speakers right off the pole. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we got to take it out of our car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Cables running through. It was fun. I, I loved it. And it's a great experience to take kids. Every kid should be taken to a drive-in at some point in their life. Yes. Especially when, you know, you get them prepared, you put them in their pajamas, they get to play on the swings, and then the movie starts by the bottom of the barrel of the first box of popcorn. They're asleep. They're gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so in the in our scene today, the bridge is swaying, cars are crashing into one another, and a Firebird Trans Am slams into a school bus leaving its front end dangling off the bridge. And I just want to point out that this Trans Am was not driven by the bandit. It's not black, it's red. Okay. And unfortunately, it hits a blue VW Beetle also. Mm. And uh, I was driving a blue VW Beetle in 1978. So, oh. yeah, that was another. Bring it back to Bob. There's my car right there. <laughs> 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 Which is where, where Rob's punch buggy thing comes exactly. in. So yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I loved it. In fact, my Volkswagen was a, I, it was the first car I ever bought new where, you know, you go to the bank and you get all these things. And uh, it was 1972 and I bought it brand new from Ward Volkswagen right here in Richmond. It was a 1972 blue super beetle. I kid mm. you not. And why I never put a Superman insignia on that car, I'll never know. <laughs> there was a Super Beetle blue, and I didn't put a Superman inside, yes, but should have had a big one right on the door or something, but I never did. So another little piece of trivia, first new car. <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend who, has a, who had a newer Beetle a few years back. It was blue. He named it Ted. Uh, ah, for, the, okay. for the Blue Beetle, you know. So the Blue Beetle, <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, I, I, I think those are just great cars. I love them very much. <laughs> if I could drive, I'd probably still drive uh, a Volkswagen Beetle. We then cut to Superman flying through the lava and rock again. And, and Bob, Rob, and I gushed about this last time. Uh, uh, what do you think, Bob, of, of these sequences of Superman going through uh underground? Oh, these are great. This is just a great, great sequence here. All of these. This is Superman doing what Superman does. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there is so much in this little five minutes from the school bus to the train to the uh, to the dam to the gentleman. Is that man all right? You know, it, yes, this is Superman right here. This Every bit of it from and the lava scene and and uh, knowing what they had to go through to actually put these these sequences up on the screen and make them believable. Uh, it was staggering at the time. Absolutely staggering. It still is. I, I had a thrill watching this last night again and looking at the little details. 
Um, like when he in the next scene where the train is coming and he hold, uses his body and you know he casually reaches over with his right arm to hold the other side of the track open while using his body to fill in for the other side. It's it wow uh, <laughs> wow. But all of this and when he the thing I also remembered uh, or reminded me of in this sequence when he's drilling underground and in the lava and then grabbing the, uh, uh, you know, the fault, uh, for lack of a better word, I guess the edge of the the rock fault, and just lifting it back up to put the, um, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the fault now. San, San Andreas. Thank you. Yeah. San Andreas fault. Wow. Um, but to actually lift up the San Andreas Fault from underneath. Uh, It wasn't as dramatic, but it reminded me of a scene in the second season or the first season of the George Reeves show where uh, he saved a train, not with his body, but doing the trestle, going down and lifting it and pushing the whole train track back up from underneath. Mm. The way Chris Reeve did this reminded me so much of that other scene. You could almost superimpose the two of them, not getting there, but the lifting and the pushing and the, and the, so, um, you know, the dramatic part of it. I, I, I just love it. I just think that, um, you know, all of this, even from the first one, the school bus, when he, you know, all of it, because, you know, your mind goes, um, because just in this little five-minute sequence, we see one, two, three, four, five, six or seven really good Superman things. Oh, right? yeah. What and a, what he says at each one of them is remarkable, too. What a superimpose. Superimpose! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, we, we talked about it in the previous episode, about the whole scene of Superman underground. I love it here. I like it this version, this part of it even more. I like that the camera is slightly undercranked, which means Superman mm-hmm. is moving a little faster than he would. It kind of looks a little almost like a silent film. Because yeah. it's just going a little... It just looks great. It just... And it really... I mean, we, all, of course, all know that the gauntlet scene uh, where he's getting into Lex's chamber and he's getting frozen and he's getting fire and he's getting bullets, all that was cut out. So this is like our, our shot to sort of see Superman withstanding all this crazy stuff. And it just... It looks great because you get the... By the way, the 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 scene is lit. It looks like it's a million degrees down there, and of course he can just handle it because he's moving. It's I I could watch that stuff all day of him underground, all day. just moving. Yeah, that stuff. It looks so cool. In right. and the details of the color, like you say, you get the feeling that it is a billion degrees down there. It's really really hot, even to the little bit of a wavy uh, um, texture to the air. You can mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. feel it. And uh, I love the color that they they went with the whole palette of the orange and the yellow and and the heat and keeping him in those colors, almost silhouetting him in the fire. Uh, And then when he lifts it, it's just magnificent. It's absolutely magnificent. Yeah, they go for that wide shot. And this is like little tiny Christopher Reeve. (laughs) And he's like pushing up this massive amount. It kind of reminded me it, it came years later. But when I saw that Secret Wars cover where the Hulk's holding up the oh, mountain, yeah. <laughs> yes. it, it made me, it's like, oh, the Superman already did that. You know? It's like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love it. And I love the, when he's like, basically almost like he's swimming through the rocks. And it's like, there's this, a couple shots that are like over his shoulder. So it's like this really cool perspective. And he's like 
pushing rocks out of the way as he's moving mm-hmm. to the fault line. I just, I mean, this this is just one of those sequences that, like you said, Bob, it's like, you know, and, and, and Rob and I have said we don't want to, you know, we don't want to bash, you know, modern movies using computer-generated graphics. They can create some really great stuff right. that we've never seen before. But just the, the thought that these guys achieve something that still holds up, that's so fantastical, it still holds up today. That That is some supreme craftsmanship. I mean, you know, it's just, I oh, mean, you, yeah. just you just got to just, wow, how did they do that back then? <laughs> well, just, that's one of the beauties of this movie is that even knowing what we know, that in some long shots, that's a chimpanzee or a, or a robot, or not a robot, but a dummy, you know, in the, in the costume for the long shots. And there's so many other things that we know about this and it doesn't matter. You look at what they finally put up on the screen and you go, Holy cow. You know, I'm never thinking, wow, there goes the monkey shot or, you know, that's a, Oh gee, the wires are pulling them up because Chris doesn't look like he's being pulled up by wires. He looks like he's flying (laughs) And, and it is, so good, and I love this scene for those for everything we've already mentioned here because of the speed, the color. You know, you can feel the heat, and uh, also I like the fact that he's not doing it in spite of the fact that this is a a pretty full powered Superman that we have here on screen. He had to put some effort into raising that fault line and mm-hmm. uh, and to put that thing back together. And I do like that. I like the fact that. Even though this Superman could probably, you know, Bronze Age, move planets kind of Superman, um, they make him look like there are certain things that are a challenge to him. And uh, I I think, you know, again, it's it's just a beautiful scene. Absolutely beautiful scene. Mm -hmm. Can I I tell you how tempted I am to name this episode, There Goes the Monkey Shot? That is really tempting. (laughs) (laughs) You you all know by the time you hear this whether I decided to go with it or not. I'm I'm, I'm making my mind up as we go here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we cut back to the bus after we see the fault being lifted. Uh, And I don't think I ever noticed that one of the girls, she's got a green um, football jersey on. I don't think I ever noticed that her face is bloodied. Like, you know, she got banged around as the bus crashed. And and I don't think I ever noticed it. I mean, it's not bad, but she's got some kind of cut on her face, which makes it even more, you know, urgent. And, uh, you know, of course, you see kids, you know, it, it, kids in danger, of course, makes it even worse. And, right. and I, I have to say, you know, as a kid who rode a bus, I always loved it when Superman saved that bus. And... I'm sure Glenn Ford's Pa Kent would have wanted him to save that bus. <laughs> Should I save yeah. these kids? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Can you do it with nobody actually seeing you do it? Hmm. Uh, but I love, too, when he does save the, the bus. Um, it's just so... Again, it's so I hate saying this over and over. Well, no, I don't. I like saying it over and over. This is Superman at his best. This is him calmly pushing that bus back. It's okay, kids. Everything's fine. See ya. Boom. Gone to the next thing. I love, the, I love so, the little wave he does. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hey, kids. <laughs> hey, kids. And he puts that bus back so effortlessly. And the scene looks like, it doesn't look like, uh, again, 
they did such a good job. It doesn't look like there's a big thing on behind that bus, machinery pulling all this stuff back and stuntmen and, and wire. It doesn't look, it looks like this guy just stopped that bus and is taking it back slowly, putting it back where it belongs, smiling, waves to the kids and flies off to the next, you know, problem. It, it's, wow. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is just so Superman. It's just so so good. Yeah, it, it looks great. And and I gotta say, when they pull back and they've the, all the scenes we've seen of the Golden Gate Bridge, when they pull back, uh, the long shots, the miniatures there look great. I mean, I, you, you can't tell that's not the Golden Gate Bridge swaying with cars almost falling off of it, and you know, yeah, everything. exactly. It, it's it's really sweet. And then we do get, I think, the next shot when he takes off. I think that's one of those dummy shots. It looks like it. You know, like the. Uh, the Captain Marvel serial, you know, the movie serial, uh, right. and and it, it 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 works. I mean, you know, which is, I think it's funny because if you watch some of the behind the scenes, like the making of documentaries and stuff, you can see like some of the tests they did with dummies and remote control Superman, <laughs> and it, they're really bad. You know, it's like shooting them out of a cannon, and it, and it, it, you know, but they, you know, they figured out when they could use them and when they couldn't, and they, you know, Stuart Baird and uh, blended it all together and 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 just made it look fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, I gotta say that you know when he goes and saves the train, like Bob was talking about, that scene of him filling in for the railroad track had to be one of the most used scenes to promote the movie. I mean, you saw that everywhere. It's on the Pepsi glasses that Rob and I talked about uh, <laughs> all back. It's it's. I mean, I remember having the tops, you know, gum card of it. Uh, I mean, it was just that was just like a promotional shot that they used to death to show this movie. I mean, it's, I guess, you know, they're ticking off the, you know, the opening to the radio show and the, the George Reeve TV show. Okay. I'm more powerful than locomotive. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. check, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think though, every, uh, even though they haven't done a, a whole train thing in all of them, I think that, that there are certain things every Superman movie should have. One of them is a plane. So you got to save an airplane somehow, some way, somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And, and um, um, you know, and I think that's the, the other one would be nice if it's a train, but they don't always do the train. But they mm-hmm. did train because, uh, and obviously the George Reeves show had trains several times and very often. The radio show had a lot of trains. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, you've, you've got to have a plane catching scene or saving scene, which he does in this, uh, not in this particular little segment. Just keep flying. Right. <laughs> I, right. I, uh, not to question the, the, the physics of a Superman movie because, you know, it's right. a Superman movie. But I, I do have to call shenanigans, though, on the scene where he fills in as part of the train track because we see the train fly over the tracks. <laughs> They, that's not how trains work. These aren't hover trains. They actually are connected to the track. So right. if, if the train hits Superman for even half a second, that train's going to go off the track. It, it, that doesn't work that way, but it, it doesn't matter. It looks cool. It looks yeah. cool, but you're right. It does look like the train is hovering just a, you know a, a few inches above his body. And you know, with his hand sticking there, his left hand on the track, I guess you could kind of say he is using his hand to make sure that the, you know, the, 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 the wheels are on the track like they're supposed to be. But that's not what it looks like. No. But it's a cool scene. And I love the cool. nonchalant way he just looks over to his right, reaches out, and unbends the other side, <laughs> holds the other side up. That does look great. <laughs> 
uh, yeah. That's just <laughs> oh, really, and it's almost like oh yeah, that needs to come up too. <laughs> thank goodness he does put his head down. Thank goodness, or yeah. he definitely would have derailed. <laughs> that would derailed yeah. the whole thing. We just stopped it. It hits his head, and he goes, "Oh damn." Yeah, well, I, I, I wonder if. I wonder if physics didn't have a little bit to do with why they didn't just have him stop the train like we used. We've seen him do in the comics, and and Kirk Allen did, like I said, you know, uh, you know, in, in the, an effect that didn't really work, where he's in front of a, you know, rear projected train, and, <laughs> and 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 you know, the Super Friends, Superman, at the the original Super Friends, he stops the train as it comes on. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Maybe they thought, well, okay, physics, you know, the train would buckle and the cars would derail because I remember there was a great, uh, a great story. Uh, I think it was in the uh, time and time again uh, where Superman's uh, trip hammering through time, like the early 90s Superman triangle books. And um, Jerry Ordway did it and he stops the train. I think it's like a, it's a, he's like back in World War II and he's stopping this train taking uh, concentration camp prisoners and he like, he like punches the train or gets out in front of it, and and he's like, "Oh my God, what was I thinking?" Because the train literally like, the cars start falling off and stuff. Because I guess they applied physics to that classic Superman moment of him stopping the train. So maybe they were thinking physics here, but they probably just didn't quite think it through. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Probably would have been a lot more. The, probably been a lot more expensive too to do that effect. A lot right. more expensive. It was something they could do in the Fleischer cartoon. The Fleischer cartoons did a thing with the trains going off the track. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, in that one, he tried from the front and was not having much success. So he flew around to behind the train and grabbed it from the caboose and started hull pulling it back. And I thought that would be the probably the best physics way would be to, if you can grab the back and they all stay connected, then you could fly in the opposite direction and slow it down mm-hmm. without slamming on the brakes in the front and the rest of the train just buckling off the tracks. Uh, you know, but I thought this was a fairly good uh, a solution to to a train problem. And again, it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. They, they pulled it off really well when the train's yeah. going over top of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Superman, uh, you know, he's filling in for the train. We cut to the dam. It bursts. Jimmy is soon hanging from the rubble of the of the dam, and then Superman flies into the power plant, which is near the dam, uh, and the, the the wires have all gone, come loose, and they're electrifying trucks, and and he shuts down the main switch. But why do we hear a baby crying? That has always did you guys hear that? No. There's a baby crying. No, I didn't scene. hear. I did not hear a baby crying. Now you're okay, gonna make me I'm go in... back and listen for a baby crying. Yeah, the, I swear. When he right when he comes down to throw the switch, you hear. Wah! You know, <laughs> I mean, it's really weird. I mean, maybe it's a different sound that I'm interpreting as a baby crying. Oh, I okay. I don't know if it's somebody like having fun with a foley gag. Because weren't there no two one... people in a truck when he first gets there, and they're just yes. like flailing around inside that truck, trying not yeah. to be electrocuted or something? Right. The the wires have hit the truck, and I'm assuming it's shocking the truck. Yeah. 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 And he comes and shuts it down, and and actually. I think the some of those guys are wearing hard hats made by the, my employer, which is kind of interesting. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's kind of like, hey, there they are. Uh, yes. But yeah, I, but yeah, go back and listen to that. Go listen for that. Yeah. Our, our listeners here, let me know: is Chris nuts, or his, does he hear a baby crying in that scene? Just you know, let let me know because uh, now I feel like I'm nuts because you know Rob and Bob would notice it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> There's a lot 
lot of things I don't notice nowadays. I just kind of <laughs> slip on by. <laughs> uh, so, so Superman, uh, of course, makes it to save Jimmy in the nick of time at the dam. Uh, and he calls him by name. He says, you know, he calls him Jim. So mm -hmm. do you guys think that, you know, was this a flub or are we to assume that there's some off-screen scenes where Superman's met Jimmy in the movie continuity? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that there has been a little time, uh, you know, because they kind of make you feel like they went from the balcony scene with Lois right into all this Lex Luthor stuff. But I think mm -hmm. there might have been several days a week or so. Time, a little time has passed with people getting to know now Superman and Clark Kent. Um, in the Daily Planet. I always thought, because I thought of that too, it was pretty familiar, but in another scene, when he leaves him, he says, young man or something. Yeah, calls him son, yeah. Son, yeah. called him son. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, which uh, older guys used to call younger, you know, even teenagers, younger people, they would call them son all the time. Uh, you know, people not my father, I remember that a lot, he used to call me son. Uh Where's your father, son? What? <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. He's over in the hardware. He's looking at hammers. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that was a very standard thing back in the day, that young guys were called son a lot. So yeah. uh, I thought that was weird because in one scene, he's very familiar with him, like you said, calling him Jim. Hold on, Jim. Or I've got you, Jim. As he, and that was done really well too. As just as Jim, they fly up together. I thought that was, uh, you know, Superman grabbing Jimmy the way he did and just kind of flying him up. Uh, I thought that was a nice scene. The thing that bothered me about this scene a little bit with the Jimmy scene, it mm -hmm. almost looked like just before the the Hoover Dam breaks, busts open, it, it almost looked like uh, Jimmy was looking for a spot. He was looking for his ex. Where am I supposed to be standing when this thing, when this prop breaks? <laughs> it, it didn't look like he was trying to get away from, oh, my God, the thing's getting ready to break. It kind of looked like, oh, yeah, I've got to be standing over here when this thing moves so I can be holding. It didn't look natural to me for a mm. few seconds. Maybe uh, maybe he has Lois Lane's poor sense of self-preservation. You know, he just wants his... <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a story. The wall is falling. I think I'll take a look at it from the falling side. <laughs> he wants to get a really good picture to sell to the Daily Planet or, failing that, the Daily Bugle. I mean, something. He needs to make some money. It's his first assignment, according to Perry. You know, he sent him out there on the West Coast That's on his right. first assignment. There you That's go. That's true. There you yeah. Go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, Rob? Is, is, it, is it just off screen that Superman met Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I always figured that, that that there's a lot more scenes of Superman interacting with the people of Metropolis than than we've seen. So therefore, he at some point has met Jimmy Olsen and knows him, and because we know that he knows Lois Lane, uh, so we have to figure that you know he's maybe familiar with some of the other members of the Daily Planet staff. He's never met Clark Kent. That's an odd thing, but I mean he's probably met Jimmy at some point. So so he knows. Him. And it's funny, I I actually listened to that scene three or four times because I kept thinking he said kid. 
And then, then I heard one more, and I heard him say, it sounds enough like Jim that when you say he says Jim, I'm like, okay, that actually makes more sense. But uh, I had to listen to it a couple of times, because like, what is he saying? It's like, he's like, I'm like, I had to like really strain it. I didn't hear any baby crying earlier. You are crazy, but I heard, I heard yeah. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, somebody had to take that picture of Superman on the front of the paper that Lex and Miss Tessmacher were looking at. That's so. true. Maybe that's where he met Jimmy. So, oh, and you, you also go. have to think there has been time passed because the kids on the bus knew who he was. It right. wasn't yeah. like, wow, who's that guy in the red cape flying around? It just saved us. The kid True. obviously went, hey, there's Superman. Yeah. Or it's Superman. So people know him now. So he's, that's why it makes me think that there has been a little time passed. Uh, even, and I think time has passed. St- Pretty much we know time has passed, starting from the point Lex does the high-pitched whistle that only Clark can hear. From that scene, it takes him out of the Daily Planet. But we have to assume that it took time for Lex to do all of that stuff, to, mm-hmm. to, for that stuff to appear in the paper, for him to read about it, to figure it out, to get all this stuff done, and to have now gone to, are we going to Alice Applebaum? To get the yeah. kryptonite, to bring it back. So I'm assuming that there has been some time, uh, and during that time he has been both Superman doing super stuff around Metropolis that people can now see him fly around and go, hey, Superman just flew by my 20th floor window. That would be cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that's what I'm thinking is that there has been some time based on the fact that he seems a little more familiar with Lois and Jimmy in this scene. And uh, off screen it took Lex time to go and get all of them do all this stuff. You yep. know? I, I, I agree. I agree. I just okay. thought I'd ask. Makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a good. <laughs> uh, so, you know, at least Superman, I will say when he saves Jimmy, at least he didn't pause and let him take some pictures as he did in the extended cut, you know? <laughs> right. <So>. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's all this stuff going, disasters going on, Superman. Let's not stop and let Jimmy get his, you know, front page material. Let's not worry about that yeah. right now. I'm uh, sure, I'm sure <laughs> Lois is fine. I have time. How about one with my cape here to the side? How about that? Does that look good? <laughs> <laughs> Want me to show you the secret pouch in the cape? Where I keep my <laughs> It's where I keep my glasses. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Oops. Yes. Oops. Okay, now we cut to, of course, the dam is bursting. And I, I think right through here, the dam bursting myself, I think it looks really great. It looks, they, you know, they, they under, they, they, it's in slow-mo. The water looks heavy. It looks real. It looks mm-hmm. like volumes of volume, gallons of water. Uh, you know, it, the people living near the dam, they're running for cover. And as Bob says, Superman drops Jimmy off on a desert road. And he strangely, when he says that line, he says, he drops his voice in a real kind of put-on way, and he says, you'll be safe here, son. I mean, it's, it's, it, I don't know if that was like, just like a bad take, or that was Reeve making a choice that Superman would deepen his voice to cover his disguise with Jimmy, but it's just odd, because he, nowhere else in the movie does he talk to, like, anybody else with that, like, kind of really deep, like, like I said, put on type voice. Mm-hmm. Did, did that jump out at you guys? It's always kind of weirded me out a little bit. I never really I, noticed I, that. That's funny. I yeah. assume he was just playing Superman. You know, he's just doing. Yeah, that. me too. Me too. Okay. It didn't really take me out of it either, or weird it out. I didn't okay. notice it as being anything real different. Okay. Um, but you you had your super hearing on for this one. You <laughs> you pulled out. That's your third or fourth, you know, hearing thing. That's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe I'm just I'm getting way too deep into this. Is what I'm no, I don't think you can get too deep, Chris. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> See, well, now I, you're going to make me go back and listen to all that stuff. Got to look for a baby cry, and God, I see if he deepens his voice. Is he saying "kid" or "Jim"? Yeah, yeah. I thought I knew this movie. <laughs> uh, okay. As as Superman flies off, Jimmy says, uh, "Miss Lane will be driving by any minute, so keep that in mind, kids." Oh, um, I love that. I love that right there in that little mm-hmm. line when when don't worry, Miss Lane will be driving by any. It cuts from him visually. To Superman flying away, and the sound of Jim. Here's a sound thing for you. The sound of Jimmy's voice does change, making us, the viewer, understand Superman heard Jimmy say the part about Lois is on her way. She's mm-hmm. on this road at coming now. So mm-hmm. Superman knows Lois is out here too, yep. but he's still got lots of people to save. Definitely. So. This is I love that when it did do that it, it's it changed the audio slightly and the way Jimmy was talking and it almost made it seem like Superman's hearing the rest of what Jimmy said with his super hearing not his regular hearing cuz he's flying away pretty quickly. Yeah, there's a really nice shot as he moves away. It's like a looks like a rear projected shot of Reeve as he's coming and he does the thing where he he he's got this really determined look on his face and he like banks to the right and yeah. he just puts both fists out. It's a really nice shot of, of just re-flying as Superman. It's it's really sharp. Yeah, it looks yeah, really good. Yeah, it's a really determined look on his face. And, you know, he's got stuff to do. And, yes. <laughs> and it's done so well. And just as he starts to bang, this is where Chris really sells this whole Superman thing a lot of times is in the flying. Because he's got his right hand. He's determined. It's stretched out. But when he's going to do that little bank... He brings the other hand up. Just kind of, you'd almost think, well, that's what you would have to do if you're going to make that bank. You couldn't just turn without doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, you could. I mean, I don't know. Because <laughs> can't but it, the little things he does makes it look like he really is in control of his flight. It's, it's yes. done so well. And it's so quick. I mean, we're talking, what, four seconds, five seconds? Yes. This is just so good. Yes. I, yeah, it's it's his aerodynamic uh, abilities are always something to marvel at while you're watching <laughs> yeah. these minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we after we see that Jimmy isn't so safe because rocks are falling all around him as the uh, aftershocks happen, we cut to Lois. Her car finally runs out of gas as her radio tells us that although the fault is sealed. Uh, California is still suffering major aftershocks from a major earthquake, as it says, which I like that, that it's, you know, that it's given us the play by play that, yes, people are aware that somehow the fault line is now sealed back up. But we're still in the middle of of all these horrible aftershocks uh, from this massive earthquake. Uh, And that's when Lois looks in her rearview mirror to see the road is splitting open behind her and the split is fast approaching. Uh, Now, this to, to me, this looks like this is animation. You know, this is mm-hmm. this is an animated uh, crack in the road coming toward Lois. I think it works fine, and honestly, to me, it works better than like say when the Joker falls at the end of Batman '89. Oh. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was obviously a cartoon, you know. So. Yes. yes, that was one step 
I was going to say one step above the Kirk Allen turning into a cartoon, but I'm not sure it was any better than Kirk Allen turning into a cartoon Superman to fly. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, that was, uh, that's so strange that they, that movie cost so much money and then that's how they did that. It's like, oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. No, I agree with you though. I don't think this looks bad at all. It doesn't take you out of it. It's a quick, short scene probably animated um and um you know but again it's edited so well the cuts in this movie whether it's hard cuts which most of it is there's not a whole lot of fading from scene to scene in this thing but Mm -hmm. but the way they do it it really builds the tension going from the look on her face to seeing the thing come to her seeing it in the rearview mirror it's just like uh uh-oh uh I think the only downside for me is that for me, and I'm thinking of this, I'm probably going to try to get out of the car because I don't think that car is going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And the thing is coming right at the car. So I'm probably in my brain getting out instead of trying to come on, come on, start, start, start. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I'm not saying that I don't believe that this was done or poor acting. I think Lois or Margot in this case, Margot Kidder, really sold this really well. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I have no question in my mind that Lois uh, is uh, fearful of her life right now. She's in mm-hmm. real, real big trouble. And yeah. where is the Man of Steel? You can never find one when you want one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trouble with them. I hear. Uh, <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, good point about, you know, well, you know, could she have got out of the car? But I think part of it, if, if you go back and, and when she's like, you know, dodging all those phone poles that are falling on her, around her, uh, you know, I think Lois is, you know, her, her thought is get the hell out of here, drive, drive out of the middle of, right. you know, this right. epicenter of what she's in. And, uh, you know, when the car dies, you know, she's trying to turn it over. And then as she's doing that, she turns around and looks behind her. She hears the sound of it and there's the crack coming at her. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe if she wasn't panicking, she might have thought to leap out of the car. Uh, either way, she's in trouble. Either way, she's in trouble. Um, we actually see, you know, Lois, Lois's car falls into the crater uh, and the earth begins to come in on top of her. And I don't know about you guys, but. This part really bothered me as a kid, uh, and I think part of it was because my mom was extremely claustrophobic, mm-hmm. and when this scene would come on, like we watched mm-hmm. it on, on TV, she would get up and walk out of the room. She, wow. couldn't, she couldn't take it. Yeah, she couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, it's a strong scene. It's an incredibly strong scene. Uh, here and, uh, well, the beginning, the follow-up, the next five minutes of this uh, you know, uh, leaving this on a cliffhanger. This is a great cliffhanger. <laughs> well, it's getting eat up by the earth. That's a good one. Because uh, I, I think she sold it, you know, brilliantly. I think uh, Margot Kidder, not my favorite Lois, but there are so many scenes in this thing where she absolutely sells it. And um, uh, this is one of them. They're, this is a great, great, great scene leading up to... Um, you know, Chris doing something pretty special too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. I mean, she really does sell the panic. And you know, Margot Kidder's had some experience with horror movies. 
Uh, you know, so maybe that helps. <laughs> you know, she's she's done the scream queen thing, so right, right. Um, so that that might you know that might have she might have pulled from that a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's she totally sells it. It's it's totally in the way the effect of of the car going into the into the crater as it you know it, it's just like you said it's almost like the earth has opened up and it's literally eating her car. Uh, it's, right. it's it's just woo, just disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the dirt uh, falling. It's, uh, yeah, that's not a good way to go. I don't want. It reminds me of drowning. If you're losing your breath, instead of like getting hit by a bus and you're just gone. <clears throat> Anytime you're either drowning or suffocating or something like that, you have time to know. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Yes. You know, and I think that's the terror. That's the horror of these kinds of things being buried alive or drowning. Those particularly those two for me, I'm not particularly claustrophobic, but, um, you know, this was a tough scene too. This was a tough scene. And, you know, I like that because I think to make, I, I go back to Disney a lot on something like this, where some people say that maybe the violence in some of the superhero movies or this or that, or, or, or the bad guy's too bad. I don't think you can have a bad guy that's too bad. You know, if you're going to have a good guy, if you're going to believe that Christopher Reeve, Superman, is the knight in shining armor who always does the right thing because it's the right thing to do, You've got to contrast that against somebody who's always going to do the wrong thing, not because it's the wrong thing to do, but because it's part of his makeup. He is evil. He is equally bad. And uh, I think the danger has to be real. You have to feel it. And you feel it in this. Lois is in danger. She's going to die. And uh, it's uh, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Bob. <laughs> Sorry. Well, at least I didn't go somewhere else to a whole other movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm wagging my finger at you right now, Bob. You can't say it, but I am. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, this is a very serious um, uh, uh, emotional death scene. It's it's better than Kirk's. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so we we leave Lois for a bit in her peril. And uh, speaking of Superman doing some 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 fancy flying, there's a really nice shot of Reeve doing a dive. Uh, you know, he puts his arms back behind him as he goes in for a dive. It's or as he's he's and, he's, and then there's a nice uh, shot of a tiny Superman flying above the rushing waters from the dam. It's it's really 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 well done. Another one of those great uh, aerial ballet shots of Christopher Reeve as Superman. Um, and then we get, we start seeing some miniature work that, like I mentioned in the opener, I, you know, I hate to, to say anything negative at all about Superman the movie because it's my favorite movie and I love it. But there are some miniature shots in this sequence that don't quite hold up now too well, like on HDTVs. Uh, you know, it's a little... The scale of the water of the rocks and things right, looks right. a little. Yeah, it yeah. looks a little. It's a little off. It looks like a miniature. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean you can't you can't miniaturize water, so there's nothing you no. can do. You know, I mean they, right. if you scaled these waves, these these, these this wave would be like a thousand feet high. You know, you're like, wait right. a minute, how is this right. even possible? I, it would be great if they stuck little Mego figures, little pocket heroes in front of the houses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the little Mego pocket Superman in there, and he saved the day. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah, but I mean, it's it's just uh, is like the little the little pier and the little the little shacks there that it, it just just to look a little just look a little uh, uh, not quite up to some of the snuff of uh, of some of the other effects. But hey, you know. I mean, the the batting average of this movie is still amazing. You know, uh, oh, you know, yeah. still still holds up incredibly well. And I, and and you know, even the vintage of it of being forty years old now doesn't mean a thing because there's movies from ten years ago with CGI that look horrible now. That look that look far far less convincing than this does. Oh, oh I, yeah. I, I don't think uh, that final Black Panther fight is going to look great pretty pretty quickly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's true. I mean, yeah, even in movies that are, you know, that uh, that everybody's, you know, all excited about. I mean, there's things in as great as Wonder Woman was. There's some stuff in Wonder Woman that's that's not, uh, you know, that's that's not the most convincing, like Aries, you know, Mr. Mustache with the, you know, superimposed yeah. head and stuff. You know, some of that stuff's not going to hold up too well. I, I mean, got, uh, I, I got no, I got one word for you. Steppenwolf. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that didn't hold up well at the time. Even, yeah. so. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, wait a minute. Where's my controller? If they're going to put a video game up there, I need to be in control. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that brings us to the end of these minutes, guys. Any parting thoughts on, uh, on, on this scene? Uh, it's just a great scene. It's just so, you know... Uh, the whole five minutes, uh, just, just, just really great. Uh, the miniature, I agree with you in this last little bit here. Um, but I mean, take a look, you know, it's a two plus hour movie and, um, even in all of the segments, there've been maybe 20, 30 seconds worth of complaints about, well, gee, that little house looks like a little toy house. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's on screen for like five seconds and comes by and then moves on. It's uh, that doesn't hold up, but uh, so much of this movie holds up. And this scene, this this five minute chunk, whether it's the school bus or the train or the 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 lava redoing it, it's just just so good. And then Lois uh, ending it pretty much the scene with Lois um, um, fighting for her life. Uh, it's just terrific. It's just an absolutely terrific scene. And some of the other uh, water shots of the dam breaking, the water looks incredible. It looks close mm-hmm. up. It looks magnificent. It looks giant. It looks like a huge wave coming at you. I think it was really only when they did some of the long shots above that it starts to look a little, yeah. um, you know, uh, but uh, some of the flying scenes, again, Chris just nails it. One of my favorite scenes is in the five minutes just before this when uh, he gets one of the bombs up into space and then looks back as the other one hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scene of him looking and watching the explosion while he's up in space, just getting rid of the other rocket and then taking off, flying back down, uh, which leads into this scene. It was just so, Wow. Wow. And, mm. um, you know, uh, and I think you get the same kind of chills watching him uh, fly in these things underground. And then uh, what you guys are coming up with in the next 10 or 15 minutes is, is pretty amazing stuff still. <laughs> it's it's uh, an incredible movie. Incredible movie. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, Bob, this is our this is 
unfortunately, this is our last visit to the show because we're getting near the end. Yeah, so, you guys are coming down. Yeah, we're, we're getting close. So any parting thoughts uh, on the movie? Oh, it's just still, you know, my favorite movie of all time. I can watch this movie and so much of it, you know, it, it, it always brings good stuff to my brain, you know. Uh, and sometimes I'll pop it in just to watch a scene. I will literally pop it in to go, oh, I need to go watch that again. I need to go see just that scene. Uh, just the, and it doesn't matter what scene it is, him on the balcony, the, the great scene of him leaving and then opening the door for her opening the door for Clark, which looks like one, you know, it's just brilliant. So much brilliance in this movie that was taken from other places, but so much of it never had been done before. And, um, you know, it's, it's just so much goodness. So, so much goodness. Um, Chris will always hold that special part. You know, I'm a George Reeves guy. Obviously, I'm old. George Reeves was my first Superman live action and, you know, with the Fleischer cartoons on Saturday morning and stuff. But you cannot look at this movie, Superman the movie, and not think, well, that's Superman up there. That's that's Superman. It's I don't think when I'm watching this, oh, Chris, you could have done that better. No, it's Superman up there. The only time I think, ooh, Chris, you could have done that better is when he's Clark Kent. <laughs> when he's Clark Kent, I think, ooh, Chris, you could have, mm, might want to try redoing that one one more time, okay? <laughs> but, but no, this is just, this is uh, such a great movie. And I actually know people who have never seen this movie. <gasps> I know. And they know me. And they've still never seen this movie. So oh. I don't I don't even know what to say about that. How could you not see this movie? You you gotta have a you gotta you gotta have some kind of party, Bob, and get people over there and say it's for something else and get them all there, feed them, you know. And That's what start, I thought. I thought one what, night guys, I would have a, a dinner party for those people who have never seen this movie, and then feed them like you say, feed them, turn the lights out, turn the TV on, and say, here, there's a few drinks, whatever, make yourself comfortable. You're going to be here for two hours and 20 minutes, okay? <laughs> That's awesome. And shut the hell up. Unless you're, cheer <laughs> unless you're cheering <laughs> and applauding. But no, I, it's again, it's just, it's so, so good. So, so good. Uh, I think it's good enough that they could probably shoot a few more of these movies. Probably, I don't know, two or three more of them. <laughs> wow, I think that would be fun. That's crazy talk. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm not falling for your trap, Bob. <laughs> Kneel before Bob. Yeah, that good. <laughs> uh, and also, thank you guys for letting me be part of this. This this uh, is, you know, so much fun. I look forward to this when we talk on Facebook and, you know, and I see the scenes I'm going to get to talk about. And I go, oh, yay! I'm so excited. But I would do that if it was like, okay, opening credits. Yay! We're talking about a pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know. well, well, thank you, Bob. It's been great to talk to you uh, about the movie. And uh, I always love to hear you talk about Superman. And where can other people, where can people hear you talk about Superman <laughs> elsewhere? <laughs> Ooh, very good. Just like a pro. Uh, I can be found at the Superman Forever radio podcast at supermanforever.com. And by the time this comes out, um, uh, the the first of a new segment that I've started. Roughly once a month now, I'm going to be talking about the adventures of Superman when he was a boy. 
So I'm adding a Superboy segment to my show. So a couple of shows a month, and one of them will be about Superboy. The Superboy. You know. Nice. The Superboy. (laughs) Not, Not a clone, not a son. The guy who, when he was a little kid, before he grew up to become Superman, was Superboy. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed your episode about the trunks coming back. I like that. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I had a fun time with that. I was fun. You know, my thought for doing that originally, I was just going to play the Happy Days Are Here Again song and then, just come, <laughs> and then just come on and go, the trunks are back, and then go back into the Happy Days song and put it up. <laughs> my wife thought that would be hilarious and i thought it would be funny but i don't know people downloading just to hear me say the trunks are back i don't <laughs> five minutes and bob speaks for 10 seconds <laughs> it's like art house podcasting or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway yeah superman forever.com that's where you can find me and i'm on facebook if you so desire Okay, so be sure to check out Superman Forever and check out the other fine shows on the Fire and Water Network at fireandwaterpodcast.com, including several Rob and I myself hosts. We've gone over them many times. We won't go over them right at this moment. Is that okay with you, Rob? Yep. (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh, We'd love to read your comments on Superman the Movie over at fireandwaterpodcast.com, and you can leave us a review in iTunes if you're so inclined. That would be great. Uh, Thanks, as always, to Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson for welcoming us into the Movie by Minute family and allowing us to use their format. Be sure to check out all the great movie shows at moviesbyminute.com. So join our never-ending battle here next week on Superman Movie Minute. Bye. Bye. This country is safe again, Superman, thanks to you. No, sir. Don't thank me, Warden. We're all part of the same team. Night.